Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hello, greetings, and salutations to all my listeners, all a dozen of you. This is Harry Day with Two Truths to Lie. And in the description of this podcast, from the very beginning, it was labeled a Southern cultural pop, 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 god dang, a Southern cultural podcast. And I would say about one of every 20 podcasts really touched on things that were Southern here in the United States. And so tonight, to bring that one of 20 podcast, I'm going to do a Southern cultural show. And I'm going to do it on Southern foods and I'm taking my information from a website called Eat This, Not That, exclamation point. So I don't know if they're Southern or from the South or just like Southern food. I've lived, let's see, I lived in Oregon. The food was not great. you You had your burger joints, your breakfast joints. Fast food, pretty simple. I lived in Southern California, great Mexican food. Uh, Your typical American diner food. Um, Sushi, a lot of good sushi. I would say a lot of Japanese, some Chinese, and Mexican restaurants really made up a lot of the Southern California cuisine. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina. <clears throat> they had Southern foods. They had shrimp and grits. This may be on the list. I haven't gone down the list. I'm just going to uh, wing it all the way through in true to true to lie. To true to lie style. Obviously, we're going to leave in all the mistakes. That's just part of the show. Oh, I don't have my tea. It was empty anyway. Well, I'm looking at the first iconic Southern food, as they call it. And it is the king cake. If you live in the South, you're going to know all these. You've eaten probably all of these. If you're out of the South, if you're out West and the Midwest, up North and Northeast, or if you're overseas in any direction, you may not know any of these. A king cake comes out of uh, Southern Louisiana, specifically New Orleans, Lafayette, uh, small towns in between, it bleeds over into the coastal Mississippi, Alabama, area a little bit because Mardi Gras actually started in Mobile, Alabama if you didn't know that that was a long time ago where they wore outfits that made them look like they were in the clan. they might have been 
Well, the king cake is a Mardi Gras tradition. It's a ring-shaped cake that is topped in icing and sugar. It's colored purple, yellow, and green, typically. The sugar is. The icing is just icing. The sugar, colored sugar sticks to it. Um, a lot of these have fillings. Some are jelly-filled. Some are cream cheese-filled. Those are the bomb. Some are just cinnamon roll, cinnamon spin, cinnamon twirl, whatever. King cake. Some of them are just plain king cake. But the sugar and icing make it. And they are very sweet. And they really make you want to drink a lot of cold milk. At least me. There's a tradition to hide a plastic baby doll in it. And whoever gets the plastic baby doll in their slice, it, there's there's various rulings on what happens. You you get good luck, or you have to bring the king cake to the next year's party, or you have to host next year's Fat Tuesday bash. Fat Tuesday being the end of Mardi Gras. Where at night, at midnight, you best get off the street. Or you best be real sweet trying to get off the street to the police because they will take you to jail. New Orleans don't fool around. Our second Southern cuisine are boiled peanuts. Now here they have a, the picture I'm looking at is, hey, this is not from the South. Here they have a bowl of roasted peanuts that have been shelled and and, and split in halves. They are not boiled or they'd be soft and they'd be dark. But boiled peanuts came around and were just kind of a favorite in the rural scenarios, came to the city. It's a high protein snack. Usually they're salted. Sometimes they're made jalapeno style, hot. Sometimes they can get really hot, but it's like hot crawfish. Once you start eating, you just eat until you're done. You don't take a break, except to maybe drink something. You don't rub your eyes, ever. No burn. You don't take a pee with your hands. That'll burn. Now you know. Uh, apparently, boiled peanuts are most popular in Georgia. Mm, I think it'd be any state in the South. Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. But the roasted peanuts they're showing there, like you would get from uh, whatever brand the peanut, Mr. Peanut is. You know, Mr. Peanut with the top hat and the cane. Those kind of nuts is what they're showing. Those aren't even boiled peanuts. So, strike one. Eat this, not that. Number three, fried green tomatoes. If you were to take a green meaning unripe tomato, and slice it and eat it. You might not enjoy it. You might get the green apple quick steps, meaning diarrhea. But fried green tomatoes are fantastic. Good with ketchup. Good with salt and pepper. Good with comeback dressing, which is a southern thing, which I believe started in Mississippi. Um, if you just can't wait for your tomatoes to ripen, you pull them green and fry them. Man, they're good. There's there's several places around. I'm in central Mississippi, and there's several places I can get them as a side order. 
like ordering french fries, except I'm getting fried green tomatoes. And they're fabulous. A little tangy if they don't overcook them in a good way. Number four, fried okra. Of course, they're showing raw okra here. I guess they couldn't find any fried okra. Uh, fried okra is fantastic. They're like poppers. They're like they're like uh, what do you call popcorn shrimp? Except it's it's uh, okra. I grow okra. The way I cook my okra is you got to pick them while they're young and little and soft, or it'll uh, be hard and stringy and tough. I put them on a baking sheet. I spray them with olive oil or coconut oil or whatever kind of oil spray I have. If I don't have spray, I'll just I'll just dollop a ounce of oil on the cookie sheet and spread it and then put the okra on there and roll it around till it's covered in olive oil pretty good. Then I salt them or I season salt them and then I bake them until they just start to turn brown. Oh, man, those are good. I think my mom taught me that one. Fried okra. I'm not going to have any kind of timeline on when these things came around. Eat This Not That says you can enjoy fried okra alongside a pulled pork sandwich or with creamed corn for a truly southern meal. <laughs> it's true. I just... Uh, it's got to be Yankees or at least Nashville or Atlanta City people doing this. They don't know Southern. Here's what I didn't know was a Southern thing. Pimento cheese. I uh, sometimes keep a store-bought container of it in the refrigerator and it makes quick for a sandwich if I've got to get up and go but I need to eat something. They use pimentos, which is a type of pepper, not spicy. That's the kind they stuff in green olives. And they mix it with a uh, type of cheese that has been grated, a little mayo, a little salt, a little pepper. And, quote, this Dixie classic is sometimes called the caviar of the South. Didn't know that. Good stuff, though. If you like cheese, I do. Uh, number six, cheese straws. Not a fan. It's it's like it's like a cookie with no sugar. I mean, it's not even as good as cornbread. Okay, what do they say? Before you get too excited, no, you cannot sip a drink with this cheesy concoction. Cheese straws are a kind of breadstick. True there. They go with soups and salads down south. So maybe they are up north. They're baked seasoned flour, and you guessed it. Cheese. Mm, anyway, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of cheese straws. There's a huge, not a huge. There's a big operation in Mississippi called Mississippi Cheese Straws. It's the largest in the country, maybe the world. And they make good cheese straws, that, but they're lemon cheese straws that have powdered sugar on them. That I like. But anything lemon flavored for me, lemon custard, mmm, lemonade. Lemonade with unsweet tea, which is an Honor Palmer. That's a good go-to for me. All right, here we go, number seven. Wickles. What the hell are Wickles? Wickles. 
jalapeno relish. Spicy red sandwich spread. This is seasoned with custom blend of spices. Wickles are made from the most delicious pickles. It's a pickled relish, apparently. Some spicy, some not. Huh. Never heard of Wickles. I'm sure I've eaten it and didn't know it was called Wickles. I think someone's trying to push a brand. Because that looks like pickled relish to me. Chitlins, which I'm going to eat tomorrow at Uncle Edgar's and Cousin Jamie's place down in Port Gibson. Every year they do a chitlins cooking, and it is tomorrow. And we're just going to kick back next to the man shed where we do the crawfish boils and the fish bowl, fish fries and the chitlin how do we cook I don't you boil chitlins but I think you might fry them too basically they're uh, chitterlings chitlins is just the bastardized southern version of them because we don't say everything in long form we say things in short form they're made from cleaned pig intestines that are cooked and ladled onto a bowl of rice or pasta really well, I'm not sure how, I mean, I've been there and had them. I'm not sure how he's going to present the chitlins, but I will be eating some tomorrow evening. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, this is not a food, it's a drink. It's called a mint julep. It is a pretty old drink for, uh, as far as mixed drinks go. Mint julep is a southern staple. It's very popular at the Kentucky Derby, but it's been popular across antebellum American South. Bourbon, sugar, mint, water, ice. You have a mint julep. With mint, I, I like a mojito, but I don't drink anymore, really. Very little. I mean, very little. But something fresh like that, you know, crushed ice, and mint. I'd rather have a rum mojito if I'm going to have one. But a mint julep. Mm. All right. You've heard of hush puppies, right? They come come with fish fries usually. When you get fish, fried catfish down here. These are deep fried finger foods made from cornmeal. You make a ball. Sometimes you have a little chunk of jalapeno, a little piece of jalapeno in there, or a piece of onion. And you drop it in hot grease and fry it till they float. And they're good with ketchup. If you make them sweet, they're good without ketchup. Here's something I'm not familiar with. Hummingbird cake. I don't know. Maybe I've had this. Hummingbird cake, this is number 11, is a pineapple banana spiced dessert topped with sweet cream cheese frosting. Yeah, I'd probably eat it. I like pineapple. I love banana. Love sweet cream cheese frosting. Love cake. Looks like it has some sliced almonds on top. It just looks like a winner. I could see that go. Now, I've heard of this. This is, this is as old as, uh, this is over 100 years old. Cheer wine, as in rah-rah cheer wine cheer wine it's a soda made with real cane sugar it has no alcohol in it it was uh first bottled in 1917 
made during World War One during the sugar shortage, I guess from cane sugar, but it's made with real cane sugar. What did they sweeten it with then? It's still around. I don't see it very much. Here we are, number 13, shrimp and grits. This is a fantastic thing. You need, you, if you can get grits where you live, which you might have to order them online, you can get shrimp anywhere. Frozen or not, it doesn't matter. Once they're cooked, they're good. But you have a nice bowl or plate of grits, maybe a little bit of crumbled bacon, a little bit of parsley or chopped green onion, and then you plop in your uh, sauteed shrimp all over it. Add what you wish. Shrimp and grits is good. I think the best shrimp and grits I ever had was in Charleston at this little restaurant in between Folly Beach where I lived in downtown Charleston, somewhere off next to the marsh, next to the harbor, across the harbor from, what do they call that park where they fired the cannon the first shot of Civil War, the Battery. It's across the harbor from the Battery and a little bit to the right. Can't you see it? Yeah. Charm Cakes. They look like cupcakes. They're a significant part of Southern weddings. It is a pastry attached to a ribbon hiding inside for each bridesmaid to pull out and discover their fate. The anchor charm signifies a stable life while a ring symbolizes marriage and the airplane suggests travel and adventure. So they put different things in here at weddings. It's kind of like a Dixie version of the fortune cookie, they say. Here's another fine, fine southern food. Chicken and dumplings. Dumplings are basically uh, flat chunks of cooked dough. And then you have chicken and chicken gravy. People put sliced carrots, celery, or peas in there. Others say that's blasphemy, just chicken and gravy and dumplings, excuse me. And that's good stuff, man. That's good. That's, that's called comfort food, people. Most of Southern food is comfort food. Lucky it's hot down here because we'd all gain a lot of weight with our awesome food. If we weren't sweating it out eight months a year. The moon pie is a s'more-like dessert originating also in 1917 in Kentucky after a coal miner had a craving for a sweet treat as big as the moon, he said. And he put two cookies and some type of cream in between, basically a glorified giant Oreo, but not crispy. Hmm. And here we are, fried catfish, number 17. The meat of the catfish is slightly sweet and ideal for deep frying. Seasoned in cornmeal and buttermilk, it is very popular for a southern lunch, but also for a dinner. Goes with hush puppies, tartar sauce, good stuff. That's, it's everywhere down south, and it is really good. It's really good. The best fried catfish I ever had was fresh caught catfish out of Lake Washington in Washington County in the Mississippi Delta. And my good friend Chris Stanley tempura fried 
this catfish somehow. I don't know how he tempura fried it. I guess he got the grease really hot and flash fried it. And it was incredible. Best ever had, probably. But I've had a lot of good fried catfish. Here's what we call number 18. Whole hog barbecue. Southern barbecue is worldwide famous. You have whole hog pork sandwiches. You have ribs. I don't know why they call it whole hog. You know, you take the cuts out of the butt. And you cook it. And then you... You know, you can slice it up either way, but you pull it apart. It's called pulled pork. And uh makes for great sandwiches with a good barbecue sauce of your choice. Some like sweet barbecue sauce. Some like hot barbecue sauce. Some like vinegary barbecue sauce. I like a sweet vinegary barbecue sauce with a, maybe a little bit of heat if I'm feeling it. I don't know, though. Barbecues. Pretty dang good. Barbecue pork. I have a smoker I built out back. I usually just do ribs. I've done chicken. I want to do some ribs again, though. All right, here's number 19, Roman candy. This is a gourmet treat that used to be sold out of wagons roaming the streets of New Orleans. It's like an old-fashioned ice cream truck, but for candy. Roman chewing candy, a dollar a stick. So I don't know if it's hard or soft. I've, I'm not sure I've had it. It's been around since 1915. Here is a favorite among people I know and all across the South. Deviled eggs. These are fantastic. Easter is the time they always come out for brunch. But in the South... People make them for Thanksgiving, people make them for Christmas, people make them in the summer, people make them in the winter. I'm pretty much saying they make them year-round. You have an egg, you have a mayo, you have a little bit of sugar. Not many people use sugar. Some people do. Brian Seal makes an excellent deviled egg. He uses a little bit of pickle juice. Takes the yellows out of the egg whites after it's cooked. Mushes it with whatever else. There's something he, he has some secret ingredients that aren't secret, but because I know them. They're secrets to y'all because I can't remember what they are. But they're fantastic. There's always a little splotch of uh, paprika on top to give a little red dusting. I don't know if that's the same. I don't know if it has symbolism like the uh, flower that comes from the. Dogwood tree, which is a cross-shaped flower with red specks on it. The cross signifies the cross Christ was nailed on. The red specks on the flowers signify his blood. And the dogwood tree, supposedly, God made as a diminutive understory tree after the crucifixion of Jesus because he never wanted that tree that once grew large and was sought after for its wood and was the wood that the cross was made of for Jesus to be hammered onto through his wrists and I guess his feet together, but I'm not absolute on that one. Might be his ankles. But 
That really took a turn. Deviled eggs. Good stuff. Everyone has their own way of making it. Okay, here's a great one I love too. Pecan pie. You can have it Thanksgiving. You can have it. God, it's year round. You can get it. You can get it anywhere in a restaurant in the South. While pecan pie is a holiday favorite, the tradition started in the South, in San Saba, Texas, which is the pecan capital of the world. Hmm, maybe. Sweet and nutty. It's got pecans in it. It's got an awesome caramelly goo. You know, like a chess pie goo with the all the pecans. Whew. Heat it up. Put a big, giant, heaping scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. I don't see no ham. I want some of that. 22, fried chicken. Fried chicken is the bomb, by the way. You can fry a good chicken. You can do some stuff. It is thought to be the best way to cook the chicken. It is crispy. The crispy seals in the juicy. You can make it spicy. You can make it plain, just like Popeye's. Everybody loves fried chicken. You have giblet gravy. What I'm looking at, I don't know. But giblet gravy is made from the innards of the chicken. I made I made chicken vegetable soup two days ago or a day ago. Was it two days ago? That might be right. And it's, I bought a whole chicken for four dollars and fifty cents because I wanna I just needed a package of like two chicken halves or a chicken half or two legs with a thigh attached. But all that was like six to ten dollars and so i go look in the uh cooler where you can get a small whole chicken for four dollars and fifty cents well i know how to cut up a bird y'all and so i cut up the bird inside it were the giblets well i threw the gizzard away and i threw the heart away and i threw the what was that thing there was a big hunk of fat in there for some reason i threw that away but kept the liver cut it into fourths Put it in the boil with the rest of the chicken to make my chicken base. But the gizzard, the heart, and the neck, yeah, I threw away the neck too. I don't understand why people like necks. Not much meat on there. If you're starving, I'd get it. But it's just strips of meat down the sides of the neck. That's not a big neck. But apparently this apparently this giblet gravy is made with the gizzard, heart, and neck, and a little flour and however else you make gravy. It's a rich sauce. I mean, I've eaten it. I don't have a problem eating it. I don't see liver on there. Here's something I used to know. I've eaten it, but I didn't know what the hell it was, although I liked it. But it's called Hoppin' John. And I used to think it was one thing, but then I thought it was another. But this is what Hoppin' John is. It features rice, onions, and black-eyed peas. Mmm. I like to take my mom's chili sauce and put it on that. Good stuff. Stuff. You can use a bacon flavor too. In that mixture of rice, onions, and black-eyed peas. Looks like there's a little bit of red in there, like diced tomatoes or red bell peppers. Goes good with anything. Been around a long time. Here we have the po' boy sandwich, developed in New Orleans because 
people were going through the depression and bread was a plenty, but no one could afford anything else. And this company started making po'boys where they would put seafood or beef or whatever inside it. You got oyster po'boys, shrimp po'boys, uh, 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 soft shell crab po' boys, uh, roast beef po' boys. That looks really good, actually, whatever I'm looking at. But that, you know, you get the good New Orleans bread. There's no bread like the New Orleans bread. They say it's the Mississippi River water, even if it's cleaned. The water just is perfect for how that bread turns out. It's just a little tacky, but crispy around the outside. Fantastic bread. French bread, they call it, but it's it's got to come from New Orleans to be real French bread. Number 26, possum pie, made with chocolate pecans and cream cheese, a sweet tooth dessert. And while it's named after an animal, it does not have an animal in it. So there you go. Don't know why it's called that. Shoe fly pie is dang good. That has molasses and brown sugar crumbles on top of uh, what used to be a Pennsylvania Dutch treat that the Southerners took over and enhanced. S-H-O-O-F-L-Y, shoe fly pie. I guess they had them out and the flies were flying all over them and they were shooing the flies off while they cooled. I don't know. Here's something that goes back pre-Civil War. Hoe cakes. Hoe cakes were made like the slaves while working the fields. When it was lunchtime, would build little fires. And they would be given dollops of cornbread mix. And they would take their hoes, clean them, put the cornmeal mix on the hoe, hold it over the fire until it cooked. And then eat it. And that's where hoe cakes came from. They're not actually cakes. They are cornmeal. It looks like a pancake. Uh, apparently, it's a lighter alternative to cornbread and pairs well with chicken and fried okra. It goes with anything, Jack Arthur's. Here's something I've gotten into in the last 20 years of my life. Long time. Collard greens. I grow them. They're really good. Ham hocks and butter, they say, really make a good batch. But when you boil them up, salt them, they go good with ham. They go good with anything. They cook down like spinach. There's a lot of it when it's raw. There ain't much left when it's cooked. Pot liquor, number 30. Speaking of pot, collard greens, have you heard of pot liquor? This is the leftover water from cooking greens that you then fill is filled with nutrients, and so you add carrots and and the remnants of what you had of your greens, and uh, you know you can add other things if you want. You add some meat to it, and some seasonings, but you can turn it into a soup. It is good stuff. You got red beans and rice, number thirty-one. I am a huge fan of red beans and rice. With sausage, mm, French bread, and what it what is it? It's red beans and it's rice. 
Uh huh. Biscuits, 32. You can eat it with fried chicken or with butter or with jelly or with an egg or with molasses. You make them with buttermilk or you don't have to use buttermilk. They're eating at breakfast or dinner time or at lunch because in the South you can eat anything anytime you want. It's considered one of the most iconic Southern foods there is. Excuse me. Number 33, banana pudding. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You can buy it at bakeries up north, but the down-home southern-style banana pudding is the bomb. It's made with bananas and pudding. <laughs> and different kind of cookies for the crust. There's, you know, you can do different stuff. Here's something that's, all, that's a beautiful thing. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potatoes are a very nutritious potato. And, you know, when you when you cook, when you bake a sweet potato and you split it and you put in, I don't even add sugar, brown sugar. I just add butter and a little salt. It's sweeted already. You don't need to sweeten it up anymore. Well, apparently you kind of make a pie out of the uh, non-peeled, uh, out of the unpeeled, Sweet potato. And that looks delicious. Here's something I've never heard of. Country Captain, number 35. Made with stewed chicken and curry powder. Country Captain is a sort of southern take on India food. Looks like chicken with some curry on it. Maybe some rice. Interesting. The ever famous, can't be found out west up north, sweet tea. I don't drink sweet tea anymore because I'm the sugar, my sugar intake, I keep low. And I can drink unsweet tea and enjoy it. Some lemon makes it even better. Squeeze in two wedges of lemon and down that unsweet tea on ice. But sweet tea is basically hot black tea mixed with sugar and let chilled. Cornbread, kind of like hoe cakes, except they're muffins. Cream corn. It was originally a Native American food, but became a staple of Southern cuisine. You need a little milk and heavy cream or cream cheese, and you mix it together with uh, corn cut off the cob, and you have your cream corn. There's various versions of cream corn. Some people get it chopped pretty fine and kind of liquidy, mushy, but and all usually sweet, usually sugary. It's good stuff. Coca-Cola cake, heard of it. You can get it at Cracker Barrel, apparently. It's used to cook chicken and bake treats like this one. You might be surprised how much you love this fudgy taste. So it's a fudge that I guess Coca-Cola is used in the recipe. Brunswick stew had it. Meat, beans, vegetables, a tomato base. I make something similar, but my, every, everything I make is never the same because I really don't use any certain recipe. It is a southern version of soup or chili. I mean, we make chili and soup in the south, people. 
Um, says chicken or pork, but as I recall, Southern Brunswick still in Mississippi it usually has rabbit. But anyway, chicken fried steak, another fine thing there. You take a less tender piece of steak, a cut, and you beat the fire out of it with a tenderizer, and then you batter it and fry it, and then you put a white gravy on it. You can put a brown gravy on it if you want. But uh, I just had that the other day, and it was good. Dirty rice is rice that looks dirty. <laughs> it takes its name from the brown cover color when combined with chicken liver, veggies, and a meat. Apparently Bojangles restaurant sells that. Custard pie, so good. Made with vanilla, eggs, and cream. This dessert is the fantastic satisfying. Um, man, make a lemon custard pie and I'd kill it. Divinity. Divinity is a little sweet for me, but it's, it's an old school southern treat. Made with sugar and egg whites. It's very white. Looks like a white icing cookie, but it's white all the way through. Chow Chow. Number 46, by the way. This is a southern relish, which features several vegetables and pickles. And it's for hot dogs, burgers, or anything grilled. I'm not a big fan of chow chow. Potato salad. Everybody knows what potato salad is. It's cooked potatoes and mayonnaise and bacon and whatever. Corn fritters are kind of like... Uh, Hush puppies, but they have actual uh, niblets of corn in it. They're, they're good. Zucchini bread. It's kind of a green vegetable bread. It looks kind of... Uh, country ham. Everybody loves ham. That's it, y'all. Those are the iconic southern foods. What'd they miss? What'd we miss? There has to be southern something in there we missed. I would say redfish should be in there. Maybe red snapper, I don't know. Frog legs, squirrel, uh, deer, duck. They left out a lot of wild game that we eat around here. Dove, oh my lord, dove so good. Turkey. But that's uh that's our southern foods. Not all of them, but the ones that eat this not that want us to think. I'm feeling a little uh dizzy and hot flashy. I think I need some tea. So we're gonna end this here. In November, thanks for listening, and I wish you all of the peace. Ah.